1 Corinthians chapter 14. When you go home, you can look at this. But in chapter 12, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. That's what chapter 12 says. And I thought, well, why in the world would, would Paul write that in there that he don't want us to be ignorant of spiritual gifts? Or why didn't he write that for them? Well, they was ignorant of spiritual gifts. And if they were ignorant 2,000 years ago, we're still ignorant now. So that's chapter 12 talking about the gifts. And then, then 13 is the love chapter. Love is patient. Love is kind. And, and if we're not operating in these gifts and love, then it's like a clanging cymbal and a noising gong. It's, it's worthless. So in chapter 14, it starts out there. She's right there. Yeah, it says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Verse 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. So when you are, there's a praying in tongues and there is a speaking in tongues. Just like I've been talking right now, I've been speaking. And if I would go right now, Lord... We love you, Lord, just have your way with us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the tongue and interpretation, Lord. Just let your spirit just come down on us and keep teaching us. Then I'm praying. So there's a, I, want, God, I need you guys to know there's a praying in tongues, there's a speaking in tongues, there's a difference. And he says, for he who speaks in a tongue, which that could be praying or speaking, does not speak to men but to God. So is it a good thing to speak directly to God? Yes. Yeah. It'd be a pretty awesome thing, wouldn't it? Probably pretty awesome right then, yes. For no one understands him, however, in the spirit he speaks mysteries, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. You think it's okay to clean yourself up, to get some of that trash out of you, some of them thoughts, some of them actions, some of that stuff you're doing, you think it's good for that to be rid out of your body? Yes. That's what he's saying right here. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Over in verse 18... I was looking for the part there where he says about the tongues being interpreted, but it's right here in chapter 14. But anyway, or yes, chapter 14. But anyway, Paul in verse 18 says, I thank God I speak with tongues more than all of you, yet in the church I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others than 10,000 words in a tongue. When he's teaching. When we're teaching. If I just get up here right now and just be talking to you guys and just be like, Horoko, shiki, no, da, 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 da and just did that for an hour, it'd be like chaos. That's what, they're, that's what they're telling, that's what Paul's telling the church at Corinth. Calm it down, people. Calm it down. It's okay to do this tongue thing, but do it decently and in order. And that's what we do, decently and in order. There wasn't no chaos in the whole situation. So praise the Lord. I'm fired up. Amen. Let's do it. All right, so in Psalms chapter 35, Verse 27, do you know the Lord wants you to prosper? He wants you to prosper in your health. He wants you to prosper spiritually. He wants you to prosper financially. In 35 and 27, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Good word, huh? He takes pleasure in the prosperity of those who follow him, those who trust in him. The Lord does. Oh, Father, we love you. Father, thank you, Lord, for, for the night we're having, the night we're about to have, Lord. Lord, as you change hearts, Lord, as you change lives, Lord, from the, the inside out, Lord. Lord, you're so good, Lord. And Lord, just, uh, just change us, Lord. 
change us, Lord. The hurting hearts are here, Lord, if you're touching them, Lord. Lord, that they'll never be the same, Lord. Never be the same, Lord, for you're so holy, Lord. You're so righteous, Lord, and you're so good, Lord. In Jesus' holy and precious name, Lord. Amen. Oh, nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. It'll be overwhelming, overcoming. We'll be in First Corinthians. We'll still be in First Corinthians in chapter two. So, how much do we like electricity? Do we like a lot? Give some of you a job. But what about like if it was totally pitch dark in here? We couldn't even see nothing in front of our face, and then we're in there and we're just talking and uh, about this electricity, like. Man, electricity's so great, man. It it gives it gives power and I mean it warms this water up in this in this pool and, and stirs it and keeps it clean and it I mean it gives us light and, and we can we can have toast and we put our bread in the toaster and, and there's just so many different things that this electricity does and you know you guys really should get get some electricity. You know, you should you should try to get some of that electricity, some of that power, so, so you don't have to sit in the dark. Some of you, are, are you sitting in the dark? Are you tired of sitting in the dark? Are you tired of sitting in the dark? The Lord speaks to you in the dark, so it's okay. In the quiet places. But what if we, all we ever did was just talk about this thing and never experienced it? Wouldn't that be something that that's all we did is just, just talked and talked and talked? Man, God is so good. Man, Jesus is so good. Like, like He heals and He sets free and He delivers. And, and uh, man, he's just, he's just so good. See you guys next Friday. Come on back next Friday. Same time. But what if all we did was just talk about it? What if all we did was just talk? Man, I... I remember when the electricity went in. My dad, I think, he remembered when the electricity went in. I know he remember when the TV first came out. Should have shot that dude in the head. That, uh, the TV. Um, so here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. This is Paul. And brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Father, we love you and praise you, Lord. Lord, as right now, as you already have, as you're beginning to more and more, Lord, that we're going to see a demonstration of you, Lord, because we're standing on what your word says, Lord. Lord, and we declare it. We declare it, Lord, right now. Lord, as you have your way in each and every heart here tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody here have trouble speaking? Paul said there, starting to again, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling, and my speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human demonstration, of human wisdom, 
but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit, but in demonstration of the Spirit and the power. I didn't realize for years that that, that word in verse 4 was demonstration. Because all I'd ever been a part of was persuasion. Persuasion. I would go somewhere and I would listen to someone or I'd watch something and they were trying to persuade me. Like I was trying to persuade you to, to get some electricity so you'd have power. It was just persuasion. It was not nothing to do with demonstration. And we talk about this Jesus and we sung about Him in all them songs. But on the very last one, it's like I speak the name of Jesus. Like literally, Christ lives in me. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. And if He's not in you yet, He can be before the night's out. Amen. And we stand on what He did. So literally, like I, I speak the name of Jesus over you. Over every heart and every mind. Hallelujah. Who in here is hurting right now? Who's hurting right, right now? Who's hurting? Whatever it is. Whatever it is. If it's spiritually, if it's physically, whatever it is. Father, we love you and praise you, Lord. Lord, that you are good. Lord, and that you was wounded for our transgressions. Lord, you was bruised for our iniquities. Lord, the chastisement of our peace is upon you. And by your stripes, Lord, we are healed, Lord. He said, I did not come with you with the excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring you the testimony of God, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Did you know that, that God loves you so much? And did you know that God loved you so much? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that they might be saved through him. Saved. So what do we think of when we think of saved? Your, new, your Bible's written, your New Testament's written in Greek. The Old Testament's written in Hebrew. Your New Testament's written in Greek. So if you would pull out that word there in um, John three seventeen. If you pulled out the word saved, it actually would be the word sozo. And what it means is saved, delivered, protected, healed, preserved, doing well, made whole, restored, recovered well. So he did not come into the God did not send his son in the world to condemn you. He came to send his son in the world to save you, to deliver you, to heal you, to protect you, to make you whole. To make you whole. Like complete. Like not, not laden down with, not loaded down with burdens. Could you imagine somebody loving you so much that they would offer their body up for you? Like his own flesh, he offered Jesus up. He loved, he loved us so much that he sent his only son. He says that whoever would believe in Him, will not perish, but have everlasting life. Like, believe. Like, like, believe. Jump off here and I'll catch you. That one. I'll get closer. My goodness. Think I'll catch you? There you go. 
All right. Come here, Josh. <laughs> like, believe. Like, like, do you believe? Like, like, like if there was a ladder there, a six-foot ladder, and they stand on top of the ladder, and, and, and you're down there, and, 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 you know, and your dad's down there, and you're like, come on, son, jump, I'll catch you. Come on, son, I'll catch you. Trust me, I've got you. How many times have you jumped into your dad's arms? Yeah, but you knew it like you knew 100% like, like he would catch you. And I get so tickled that one of the churches I used to go to, a pastor was telling that story. He said, I told my son to jump. He said, jump, son, I'll catch you. He said, oh, I wish I'd have caught him. <laughs> but we trust our father, don't we? We trust our Father. And maybe some of you has been hurt by your Father, but I'm telling you, there's a Father in heaven that loved you so much that He will catch you when you jump. He wants you to believe in Him. And when we believe in Him, it's changing direction of our thoughts and our minds. And I'm like, Lord, this path that I've been going, Lord, Lord, it's only leading me to, to trouble and to despair and to, to drugs and to alcohol and, and lust and pornography and... And hate and anger, Lord, Lord, I'm tired. I'm so tired. See, that, that's the God we serve. And he, he wants to demonstrate that to you. Not, not me persuading you to believe in that, but He wants to demonstrate that to you tonight. That whatever hate you have, whatever anger you have, whatever unforgiveness you have in your heart, that He wants to rid you of that before you walk out of that door. Just like that. You might be in bondage for, for years. I have no idea. You might... Some of you had some stuff happen to you when you were kids. Young kids. And you never have been set free from that. And I'm telling you, He wants to set you free from that tonight. Because that's not the type of father God is. God is love. God is agape. Unconditional love. And He, he loves you because He is love. He, he loves you because not for what you're doing for Him. Because He done everything for you before you were even born. Before you even come out of the womb. Then it's tough to be like, man, I'm 48 years old and I didn't have to suffer like this all these years. And you're telling me that this God loved me so much that He sent this Jesus and He, he took these stripes for me on this whipping post. And he and he he died this this death and he never did anything wrong his whole life but just love others and he died for that and then and then three days later he rose again and that's what he wants to do in your life tonight the stripes that Jesus took he took for you the death that Jesus did had that death was to cover sin. Because the world was full of sin. And just like right now, the world is full of sin. And the Lord provided a way out of that over 2,000 years ago when He sent His Son to the cross to die for sin. To die for the abuse. To die for the hate. To die for the anger. To die for the poverty spirit. To die for the cancer. To die for the marital problems. To die for... Whatever it is, He did it. And it's great to be dead to sin, 
But what the glory is, is he resurrected life after he died for all the crap. He resurrected life. And he done all that. So we don't just serve this, this, this God that, that wants you to trust in him and then go on your way doing your thing and then you be with him in eternity in heaven. He wants you to trust in him completely, turn from what you're doing right now and follow him. Like follow him. Like like where he goes, you go. Like his thoughts are your thoughts. Like his ways are your ways. And like Pastor Sarah was saying at first, that it comes with a high cost. It comes with a high cost. Father, Lord, as you're drawing hearts closer to you tonight, Lord, Lord, as they are being changed tonight, Lord, Lord, we give you all the honor, Lord. We give you all the glory. Salvation's not asking Jesus to save you, walking an aisle and praying a prayer, and then living a hellish life for the rest of your life, and then thinking you're going to spend eternity with Him in heaven. And there's been lots of people that walked an aisle and prayed a prayer, but never had a changed heart. Never had a changed heart. How do I know that? Because I was one of them. Because I was one of them. I've done it. I've walked an aisle twice and, and was never changed. And then he changed me completely from the inside out. So are you ready to, to follow him, to lay down your life for his? He laid down his life for you. So if you lay down your life, then he's going to rise you up in glory. Rise you up in glory. Holy, holy, holy. We're getting ready to go into prayer and altar ministry. The water be open. I don't know if any, some here may not know. That's just like a stock tank I bought it at Carthage Farm and Home. It's full of water from my well out here. I'm telling you, it, it's an altar. And he's meeting people in the altar. He's meeting people here at this altar. He's meeting people there at that altar. And I've seen too much to turn back and go again. I've seen too many people healed. I've seen too many people born again. I've seen too many people set free. I've seen too many people delivered. So what is it that's going on in your life tonight? What is it? Are you ready for a, for a change? Lord, we just speak Jesus over every heart and every mind in here, Lord. Lord, as you are speaking to them directly, Lord, to their spirit, Lord. Lord, Satan, you and your demons, you have no right in this house. You have no right in these individual houses, temples sitting in these chairs. You have to leave right now in the name of Jesus. That they have their own option if they want to choose to follow you, Lord. Lord, if they want to be changed, Lord. Lord, right now, it's a choice that they get to make, Lord. Lord, never power and principality that's trying to come over this place. Lord, we, we cast that out right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, the name above all names, Lord. Lord, as you come in, Lord, and you have your way. Let me ask you this right now. Head up, eyes open. Right? Amen. Because when he calls you, he calls you. He don't call you to come hide. He don't call you to... Hide it under a bush. 
He calls you into the light. Praise the Lord. We got light in here tonight. Praise the Lord. The light of Jesus is in here tonight. So what about you? Heads up, eyes open. You've been backtracking. You've been, maybe you've never surrendered. Maybe you've never surrendered. Maybe you've been living on your own ability. But you want to follow him. Him and only him tonight. Amen. He loved us so much that he saved us from the dead. Hallelujah. So what about you? You ready to step out and follow him? Amen. He takes it away as far as the east is from the west. So what about you? You ready? Whoever it is, whoever all it is, you ready to make a commitment to follow him, to lay down your life and trust him. Rich Young Ruler came out and said, good, good teacher, good teacher, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus said, why do you call me good? Why do you call me good? He says, no one's good but God alone. He said, you know the commandments. Do not covet, do not lie, do not steal, whatever it is. He said, I've done all them from my youth. But what am I lacking? Have you tried to be good, but you're still lacking something? Man, I've tried. I've tried to quit watching that stuff I shouldn't be watching. I've tried to quit smoking that stuff I shouldn't be smoking. I've tried to quit hating them people I shouldn't be hating. I've tried all that. I've tried all that. But I can't do it. He says, sell everything you got and follow me. So are you ready to, to get rid of everything you got? You ready to get rid of that hate? You ready to get rid of that anger? You ready to get rid of that disappointment? You ready to get rid of that abuse? You ready to get rid of all that stuff and follow Him? I'm telling you, it's glorious. It's so glorious in the Spirit. In your flesh, it's trouble sometimes. He says, in this world, in your flesh, in this world, you will have tribulation. He said, but I've overcome the world says, in me you will have peace. So maybe you don't have peace tonight and you want that peace. That peace is in Christ Jesus and He wants to come in and indwell in you and give you the peace that passes all understanding. To give you rest, to give you love, to give you joy.